Another tip that I used recently at a Friendsgiving at our pastor's house was to take the dessert home. So often, if I start the sugar at the party, it just tempts me the rest of the night and I'm more likely to go back and get more and be distracted from conversation. But if I wait and take a little bit in the car, when it's gone, it's gone and I'm not tempted to eat more. Hi, I'm Dr. Morgan Nolte, founder of Zivli. As a geriatric physical therapist, I saw the heartbreaking effects of insulin resistance. At Zivli, our mission is to help you prevent and reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and disease prevention through a low insulin and inflammation lifestyle. Each week on this podcast, you'll learn simple, actionable tips to lose weight, keep it off, and get healthy. If you're ready to create a body and life you love, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Reshape Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Nolte, founder of Zivli. Whether you're listening to this on the podcast or watching it on YouTube, I am so grateful that you're here with me today. And if you're watching live, happy week of Thanksgiving. I hope that you and your loved ones have a wonderful holiday. You're about to learn 10 healthy Thanksgiving tips to keep insulin low. Now these are applicable to any holiday and with many upcoming ones, I thought that this would be a good time to make this episode. So be sure that you stay until the very end while I'll share an extra special bonus tip. Insulin is your fat creation and storage hormone. If you're trying to lower your blood sugar, lower your blood pressure, or lose weight, it's helpful to keep insulin low. I'll be sharing some mindset and strategy tips because both are important when it comes to lowering insulin, losing weight, and keeping it off. The first tip is to use allowing language. When you tell yourself that you can't have certain foods, it just makes you want them more. Instead of saying, I can't have this, or I can't have that, or this isn't on my diet, tell yourself, I can have anything I choose to have. I'm going to choose foods that I want and that make my body feel good. When you use this type of allowing language, you have removed the scarcity and are less likely to overeat. The second tip is to bias your food intake towards those that keep blood sugar and insulin low. Choose larger portions of the meat, non-starchy vegetables, green bean casserole, low glycemic fruits, and smaller portions of the starchy stuff like white potatoes, stuffing, rolls, and corn casseroles. While nuts and cheese will also have a lower blood glucose and insulin response, they are still calorically dense, so if you have a weight loss goal, you're still going to want to watch those portion sizes. The third tip is to remind yourself of portion sizes and prioritize protein and non-starchy vegetables. Often when we go to fill our Thanksgiving or holiday plate, we pack it full and pile it high. Obviously this leads to an overconsumption of calories, often from foods that spike blood glucose and insulin and are counterproductive to weight loss goals. Plus it makes us feel sluggish and inflamed afterwards. At Zivli, we recommend getting at least 30 grams of protein at each meal. This equates to about five to six ounces or about one cup of meat, which is about the size of a tennis ball. A standard serving size for starchy foods is about half of a cup. If you want to try a little bit of everything, just take smaller portion sizes. If you want more of a starchy food, just reduce the other portion sizes of the other starchy foods or skip them if you don't really want them. 
If you're gonna have a larger serving of mashed potatoes, but you don't really want the stuffing or the roll, then don't have the stuffing or the roll just because they're there. On holidays, I really don't worry about serving sizes as much for non-starchy vegetables or healthy green salads or low glycemic fruits like blackberries, raspberries, or strawberries. I don't know about you, but I know I tend to overestimate portion sizes. So it may be helpful for you to review what one cup, half a cup, and a quarter of a cup actually looks like before you go. The fourth tip is to leave space around each of your portions. I've heard the tip before to leave white on your plate, but that was not good enough for me um, because if you give me an inch, I'm gonna take a yard. So I would leave just the smallest amount of white possible. What I find works better is actually leaving space around each of my helpings. For example, space around the turkey, space around the corn casserole, and space around the vegetables. Then I know that I'm less likely to be overdoing it on my portion sizes. Often I'll get two plates of food. One plate just for my salad and fresh vegetables, and the other plate for my protein and other stuff. The fifth tip is to eat your starches last. To lower the overall blood glucose and insulin impact of the meal, have your salad and non-starchy veggies first, then your protein and fat, and then finish the meal with the starches. The sixth tip is to have one tablespoon of raw, unfiltered apple cider vinegar about 30 minutes before you eat. This will help pre-digest some of the starches you eat to lower the blood glucose response after the meal. This is really easy to pack. For example, if you're going to a friend or a relative's house and you can just add it to some water before you eat. The seventh tip is to go for a short walk after your meal. Even walking 10 or 15 minutes after you eat a meal can significantly reduce the blood sugar response. The eighth tip is to drink mostly water, tea, coffee, or sparkling water. Alcohol and sugar-sweetened beverages like apple cider or hot chocolate are not just empty calories. Alcohol will lower your inhibition and often lead to more overeating. In excess, both alcohol and sugar will hurt your liver and contribute to significantly more liver fat than other types of calories. So drink plenty of water before, during, and after the meal to help with the higher than normal salt intake. The ninth tip is to proactively set boundaries around sweets. Now this will look different for everyone. I remind myself that I can have anything that I want, but I'm choosing to just have one today. It can be tempting to want to try all of them, but for me at least, this is usually a recipe for overeating. If there are multiple desserts that you want to try, you could try spacing them out over multiple days. You could also just try having small portion sizes of each dessert in one day, if that doesn't activate you to overeat. One time I recommended to a client who had three kinds of pie that she wanted that she could have one small slice of pie three days in a row instead of having them all on one day. So there's lots of different solutions here. Play around with your boundaries until you find something that feels good to you. Another tip that I used recently at a Friendsgiving at our pastor's house was to take the dessert home. So often, if I start the sugar at the party, it just tempts me the rest of the night and I'm more likely to go back and get more and be distracted from conversation. But if I wait and take a little bit in the car, when it's gone, it's gone and I'm not tempted to eat more. The last tip is to remind yourself that there are no problems, just opportunities. In office hours last week, one of our Zibli members said that exercise on Thanksgiving was gonna be a problem. 
and I reminded her that there are no problems, just opportunities. So is this an opportunity to practice grace when you don't work out that day? Or is this an opportunity to practice flexibility to move your workout from your normal time of 5 a.m. to a little bit later during the day so that you can sleep in on the holiday? See how much better that feels? Really try to keep things in perspective here. Your Thanksgiving meal is only one meal out of over a thousand meals that you eat in a year. The choices you make before and after this one meal are what will matter more. We like to say, make getting off track part of staying on track. As if we believe that unhealthy foods can belong in a healthy lifestyle. It just takes practice. And unfortunately, you don't get to practice holiday eating very often throughout the year. So give yourself grace and patience here. I used to be so stuffed and uncomfortable after every holiday meal, but over the years, my self-discipline and delayed gratification muscles have strengthened. And I've employed simple tips like the ones that you've learned today to prevent overeating and feeling like garbage the next day. So here's the bonus tip. Use intermittent fasting strategically. I usually don't do one meal a day on holidays. Just for me, psychologically, I tend to overeat if I do that. We usually have our big meal around midday, so I'll usually have one or two smaller meals on the same day as the big meal. I'm thinking like eggs or a smoothie for breakfast or maybe smaller portions of the same food that we had for the main meal for dinner. It just depends on how our day is going. Typically, the day following the holiday, I will use intermittent fasting and have one or two meals that day, or I might do like a 16-8 schedule with two meals a day the week following Thanksgiving. Or instead of my normal three meals a day, I might do two meals a day and a snack within a eight to 10 hour eating window the following week. So there's lots of different ways that you can use intermittent fasting to kind of get back on track and reset after the holidays. It's great for your gut health. It's great for your mindset to get back to your baseline plan. I hope that you found these tips helpful. And if you haven't already subscribed to my podcast or YouTube channel, please take a moment and do that now. We have tons of great tips coming for you throughout the rest of this year and next year. If you want to learn more about how to reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and better health, check out our online course and coaching program, Zivli, where we help adults do just that. Our program is the most comprehensive, in-depth, supportive, and evidence-based program on the market for insulin resistance. It gives you not only the strategy behind a low insulin and inflammation lifestyle that covers nutrition, fasting, sleep, stress, and physical activity, but also the mindset side of thought and habit change. Zivli includes weekly group coaching, optional one-on-one -on -one coaching, and unlimited email support to help you throughout your journey to better health. If you're watching this YouTube video live or listening to the podcast live, Enrollment for Zivli opens again in January of 2023, and there's a link in the description to book a free discovery call to learn more and get any questions answered that you may have about the program. You can also get on our wait list so that you're notified when enrollment opens. We'll also put a link in the description below to get on the wait list. Thanks for listening to the Reshape Your Health podcast today. To learn more about Zivli, our online course and coaching program to reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and disease prevention, check out our website at www.zivli.com. 
That's Z-I-V-L-I.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating and review on your listening platform and share it with a friend. I'll talk with you at the same time, same place next week. Bye for now.